If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Want 20% discount on the best earplugs for exercise? Ultra earplugs go in your ears and stay in there. Go to ultraaudio.com, that's U-L-T-R-O, and use the discount code DOM20. That'll save you around $35. That's ultraaudio.com, U-L-T-R-O, and the discount code DOM20. Hey there, and welcome to Runners Only with Dom Harvey. On this episode, Victoria Taylor. This time around, I've got a toddler, so every run that I've done has been pushing him in the pram, which has been a lot more challenging. My longest runs have only been about 30k, but they've been pushing bricks in the pram. Who is Victoria Taylor? Glad you asked. (laughs) Unless your ball's deep into your running, you probably won't know the name, Um, but it's a name that you should know. Victoria Taylor, she ran the length of New Zealand 10 years ago when she was 19 years old. It took her 34 days, which worked out to be well over a full marathon every day, which is nuts. Now, she's doing it again. But this time, she wants to take the overall record for the fastest run by a man or woman. A record that has stood since the 1970s, and it stood for so long for a good reason. It's bloody tough. To do this, she needs to run around three full marathons every day for 18 days. The chance of failure is huge, but I reckon that's what makes this more commendable, that she's even giving it a go. I mean, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it, right? I really hope you enjoy this conversation and learn about Victoria's why for doing this, and I really hope you follow her journey as she attempts to create history. If she does this, it's going to be amazing. All right, let's go. Victoria Taylor. Hey, runners only, yeah, yeah, let's get it started. Hey, hey, this is runners only with Dom Harley. Uh, Fast paced, slow and steady, anywhere you coming. Uh, Just want to connect for everyone who loves running. This is runners only, yeah, yeah, let's get it started. Hey, hey. This is Runners Only with Dime Harvey. Uh, fast paced, slow and steady, any way you coming. Uh, just want to connect for everyone who loves running. Hey, Runners Only with Dime Harvey. Runners Only with Dom Harvey and Victoria Taylor. Victoria Taylor, you mad woman, what are you up to? What are you, what are you doing with that drink? Pass it over. Can you not open it? No, I need a man to open it. So you can, come on, you, first of all, you don't. You're about to run over 100 k's a day for numerous days on end. I'm sure you can open a bottle. <laughs> yeah. Hang on. There you go. Thank you. you. How are you? Good, thank you. Good. It's nice to nice to finally meet you. We've known each other for over 10 years now. Yeah. 10 years? Yeah, because it marks a decade since the last round, and that's how long I've been talking to you for. Yes, we've been friends on social mm-hmm. media, so you... You are. Um, you probably need an introduction for a lot of people. There'll be a lot of people in the running community that listen to this that'll be familiar with who you are, um, but I think majority of people will have no idea. But it's an amazing story. So you're Victoria Taylor from Wanaka. You're how old? I'm 29. How old were you when you ran the length in New Zealand? I had just turned 19 a week before it right. the same this time around. So it marks exactly 10 years, a decade since the last run. Yeah, so yeah, when you were 19, you ran the length of the country in 34 days? Yeah. Which um, breaks down to what on average per day? It was between 50 and 90 kilometres a day for 34 days in a row. Right. Fuck, that's nuts. 
Yeah. I mean, that's bonkers, isn't it? And that was um, that was a New Zealand record? Uh, yes, that was the female record, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the male record? Still standing at 18 days, 9 hours. Right, so you would double that. Yes. There's a reason we've got you on the podcast now, because um, you're, you're going back and you're doing it again, and you plan to do it way quicker this time around. Um, but I just want to dwell on that for a little bit. Like, what did your parents say? Well, yeah, I mean, I was at that age where I'd just been able to start going out clubbing and drinking and stuff. And, I mean, it was – I went out on my 18th before nationals and it was either um, choose my running or choose my social life at that point in time in my life because I knew I couldn't have both. So I made the decision that I'd been running for years and that I'd stick with that focus. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's, I don't know if the mics can pick that up, but um, your son Brax is here. He's, he's how old? Three and on September the 12th, on the 12th day of the run. Oh, so he's only he's yeah, terrible he's only twos two, at the moment. Yeah. Right, and boy, isn't he? You turned up about 20 minutes ago and um, had some lunch. He just about smashed my lolly jar. My, I've, got a, I've got a jar. It's, it's kind of decorative. I mean, they're M&Ms, but you can't eat them. But a kid finds them straight away, just about smashed my bougie lolly jar. And I got it on video. <laughs> Was he just singing along to the Wiggles? Not sure. Okay. Hopefully it'll be sweet. He's probably running circles of your house. Right. So, so, yeah, so why did you decide to go longer rather than faster? It seems like it's one of those ones like ultras that sort of, I, I, I don't know, this is a generalisation, but I feel like as you get older as a runner and you lose some of your speed, that's when people look at going longer. So to get into that sort of crazy shit when you're 18 is, it's nuts. Yeah, and I guess I was into it from 14 because I was running half marathons from the age of 14. Um when I was um, even younger than that, I'm, I can't remember the exact day, I lost my granddad from lung cancer and that was my drive to want to do a big charity run and yeah. it needed to be more than a marathon because I felt that people run marathons on a daily basis, well, you know, like regularly. So, well, Yeah, in terms of getting attention, I yeah. mean, there, there are people, like, yeah, look at the London Marathon, for example, like heaps of people do that for, yeah. um, and raise money for a charity, and that's fine, I don't want to take anything away from those people, yeah. but to get a massive amount of attention, you do and need to do something. There needs to be something out there, and that's why sure. I chose. What are you up to, Brax? You want to take mum away? <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, so you run the length of the country in 34 days, um, averaging 50-something k's a day or whatever. And you do that for... Um, I did that for Child Cancer Foundation. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, back in 2012, and I raised 17, over 17,500 right. for the Child Cancer Foundation. What's up, Rex? Hey. After. What does he want? He's trying to take me to the kitchen. Oh. No, it's okay. Man, kids are full on, aren't they? I, I, um, I desperately wanted a family, and I ended up um, having this tumour, and it left me with fertility issues, and I had round, rounds and rounds of IVF and can't have kids. It still like, messes me with me a bit to this day, but then when I have someone in the terrible twos in the house, running around, running amok, I'm, so, I'm sort of thinking, oh, it's not so bad not having kids. <laughs> <laughs> At least you can yeah, hand them back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so when, you, when, you did the, when you ran the length of the country for um, child cancer uh, 10 years ago, mentally what was the toughest bit? Was there any point where you thought you might give up? Yeah, but that was because of some certain people, I guess... I- on the run itself, like what putting me down. 
like the, those support crew people that I was telling you about. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. before we were off. Yeah. yeah, okay, right, right. But other than that, wow, I let down by your own support crew. Yeah, that's terrible. That's the opposite like, of us. Yeah, the person that actually was the most negative wasn't meant to be on my support crew. They kind of pushed their way in. So was trying to be supportive, but wasn't. What you did as a 19 year old. Is is absolutely mind blowing. Like it really is. Uh, so it's you ran more than a marathon a day. Fifty four marathons in thirty four days when I was only nineteen. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Re- regardless of age, I mean, yeah, the age does make it. You're st- still in your last year as a teenager, which makes it amazing. But it's amazing for any age. Mm. Like it's something that not many people could physically or mentally bring themselves to do. I think you never felt like quitting. No, like I had a n- never give up attitude, and I was. Willing to push myself to complete it. Where did that come from? Um, I had a hard upbringing, so I guess that like made me stronger. I guess I like looked out for myself a lot growing up. Went through troubles growing up, like I guess family issues. I won't say too much about it on here, but I mean, yeah, like grew up with two unstable parents to an extent, and had to kind of fend for myself to an extent. So that's. Where so it my, gave you like resilience Yeah, yeah it gave me resilience right. and like I've been hurt myself so I know like I've grown to not want to hurt other people intentionally because of it. That's such a good attitude because mm. it would be easy to go it, the other. The opposite yeah, direction and 100%. that's the thing like I never turn to like drugs or any alcohol or use it or anything, as an excuse. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like it's turned me in the opposite direction. I mean – I'd been running since I was so young, and running got me through a lot. And then, <laughs> do, you th- do, you to think, music. do you think you were running away, running away from something, like oh, psychologically yeah. speaking? Yeah, in some ways, but I guess like running really helps deal with your stress yeah, and like it does. that. So, like, if it wasn't for running, I would have been like in a lot of like I could have been in a lot worse of place by now. Like, mm. so running got me through so much, and that's why I wanted to be able to give back through it as well because it helped me a lot, like mentally, I guess, with all my like, stuff that I was going through. How, how did it feel, like, when you finished? Was it the most amazing, euphoric feeling ever? Yeah, well, it was, like, exactly, like, I guess because it was so challenging and that, and um, Tim Shabok came and saw me and said hello to me. Um, <laughs> is it in Chicago? Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah, turned yeah, up, yeah. and um, about the run finish itself was, yeah, pretty amazing feeling after you've, like, not... Like I've persevered and I've pushed through and I've got through that. You mm. know what were the what were the darkest fa- darkest days or darkest phases in those thirty four days? Yeah, I, I don't know. Was it there a period where there's like a massive headwind or it's just pissing down with rain or it's hilly or? Well, there was a period. Yeah. I shouldn't say period, literally, <laughs> and I had to deal with cramps. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't. Well, no, no, I guess no. no absolutely, so half the population have it. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like, literally, that was probably my hardest point to deal with because I was dealing with like stomach cramps, having to like put whole water bottles on my stomach, like Oof. on the first yeah. day of cramping. So, like, there was literally like that side of it, which, yeah. But other than that, I mean, the run itself, like, I think I listened to music quite a lot of the time when yeah. I was running as well. But I had. It was back in the days where, because it was 10 years ago, where they didn't have the oh, Bluetooth. Bluetooth headphones. Of course. So my headphones, I've got photos of me and I've got like all these My cable was everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that kept me going and I guess I had a lot of people come out and join me for runs and that and, yeah. Okay, so that was 10 years ago. Yep. Now, and this is the reason we've got you on the podcast today, um, you are going back to do it again. Um, this time you... you 
uh, hoping to do it in half the time, which will be not just the female record, but the overall record, male, female, whoever. And it was, who said it, by the way? It was set Sammy year, Bear. Yeah, when? In the 70s? 1975, 80s? to be exact. <sighs> so what's that, 40... Seven years ago. 47 years ago, this similar. record's been standing. My you, mess. See, now, I, the cynic in me says it, it's impossible, you can't do it, it won't be done. But then there's a part of me that thinks you, you, you've you done this before. Yeah. It, it took you twice as long, but you know what to expect. Yes. So I, I anyone would be an idiot to write you off mm. because you, you've been there. You know what to expect. Yeah. So and if also, anyone I, can do it, I reckon you're a chance. We did do it in that time last time, but I feel like there's hope with a good support crew and good gear mm. and me being in the right space mm. for it. Are you uh, as as part? Are you looking back from the um, the record ten years ago with sort of rose tinted glasses? Like I reckon, like maybe it's worse than what you remember. When you start running again, you'll be like, "Oh, that's right, it was a pretty shit time." Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Brax is trying to get on the boat. <laughs> He's not breastfeeding. Is he? I managed to wean him off. I managed to wean him off only just before the run, which is convenient. Right, right. But, Nobody, there's water. <laughs> <laughs> He's, I managed to wean him off in time, which is actually really good. Yeah, good for night feeds because, like, otherwise this would be even harder. So yeah. that's the thing. I've had to do all the training while I was still nursing him yeah. at night, getting my sleeps interrupted. Yeah. Now, how how do you train for something like this? Um, I've been well. Last time I could do a lot. Easier, right? well, like you know, when you were own, 18, yeah. 19, yeah, yeah. Well, not easier, but I had the chance to just run out the door on my own. Of course. Whereas this time around I've got a toddler, so every run that I've done has been pushing him in the pram, which has been a lot more challenging. Unbelievable. But what sort of, like, what sort of miles and stuff? Like how do you train for a challenge like this? Um, well, my longest runs have only been about 30K, but they've been pushing bricks in the pram. Right. And when is I, that enough? That doesn't, is, it, is that a long enough run? Yep, I feel that the runs that I've been doing help. I mean, I had planned to do a, like, whatever you call it, like a brick session where I did about two, three, 20 to 30K runs a day, like for a couple of weeks, but I fell sick with that flu that was going on. Wait, two to three 30K runs a day? 20K runs 20K a runs. day okay, so with you're, the pram. So you wake up in the morning at... Do one. What time? Um... When I did the training, yeah, I'd, plan yeah. to, I'd plan to get up and do it around between 4 and 6 a.m., then do another one midday and do another one afternoon. Oh, my God. That sounds awful. So I'd plan to do yeah. that, but then I fell sick with that cold that was going around and it knocked me down for two to three weeks. So it meant that I missed my training that I probably should have done, which was really unfortunate. But at the same time, I kind of like tried to stay positive and in that time frame, I actually used that to get the rest of the sponsors on board and get everything planned so that the run was completely sorted because without that, the run wouldn't have been going ahead if I hadn't have got all the sponsorship in time as yeah. well. So you've been hustling the sponsors yourself, which is it's never easy, eh? It's a real mm-hmm. grind out there. And you've done this all yourself. You've done the training. Um, and you're you're raising like um a, a, a Brax and it's terrible too. Mm. And it's I've been phenomenal. As well, why like, didn't why didn't you wait a little bit longer? Like wait till he was at school or something. Give yourself a break. Nah, because <laughs> it's just like, well, you're I still mean, so was, young. Yeah, it was a few reasons. Like, and I mean, I've been studying as well, like with Brax to be a personal trainer. So I'm planning on kicking my 
career off hopefully after this like coaching more people and helping people in that way um it's hard for me to get my head around the sort of training that's required but you're <laughs> you're making it so bless you you're making it sound like almost like relatively easy in terms of the like the length of the runs you've done um, and, uh, and uh, see if, if i was sitting here with you and you'd never done anything like this before i'd be like this woman's mad like the longest run she's done is 30 k's albeit with a heavy pram that's that's not enough but you know what to expect so you know that you've done enough yeah, um, as I say, I would have liked to have done more kilometres, but I felt sick as with a cold, so that yeah. set me back, which was unfortunate, and um, Brax was sick at that point as well, so it set us both back. But um, I feel like, I do still feel confident with my training that I've done. I mean, obviously it's a lot less than I'd planned to have done, but I've done this before. I've been running for over 20-something years, I'm not underestimating it. It's going to be hard. Mm. But you also build up as you go. Like when you think about it, I'm running three runs a day, but obviously that's going to train me up in the way in a way as I go. Like I'm not relying on that fully, but I'm just saying that I'm aware that if I'm running those runs each day, that's going to build me up as well, like as well as my base that I've already got. Right, so your body will adapt and adjust and actually get stronger, you reckon, as you go on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Like, that's that's the thing. And, I mean, it's muscle memory. I've got the the training behind me, even if it's not, like, even if the last few months hasn't been as much as I'd planned. But, I mean, things happen for a reason, and, like, at least I've avoided injury. I'm recovered. Like, you know, like, I'm going to be going into this run fresher than I may have been if I'd been... Doing those runs with mm, a pram, sure. That many of them, so. I mean, it's an audacious thing you're attempting. It's fucking massive. There's there's a reason that this record was set in 1975 and has been attempted on got hundreds of occasions since then, and people have failed, and it's because it's a hard one. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah, you know, we need to applaud people for giving these things a go because if it was easy, every fucker would be doing it. Exactly. So the fact yeah. that you were doing it and there is a, a like I would say a high risk of failure. I think mm. that makes it. I, I applaud you for that. Yeah. I think that's amazing. A lot, like a lot of people wouldn't do it because they're, they're scared of it because you know, there are those haters out there. There'll, there'll mm-hmm. be those people that are like sitting there watching watching your progress, like hoping that there will come a point where you, where you fall off or <laughs> you fall behind or you pull out and they can say, oh, I knew it. She's full of shit or whatever. Yeah. But what are they doing? Sitting at home in front of the, the phone screen. Yeah. You're out there actually giving it a go. Yeah, it's going to be super challenging and yeah, I'm not no underestimating doubt. it and I'm not saying that I'm going to fail and I'm definitely not saying that it's an attempt. I'm saying that I'm going out there and I'm going to give it everything that I can in memory of those loved ones lost because, like, I've lost a few people that way as well. So, I mean... This is suicide you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I think because I've got that strong connection of losing someone that was the kindest person that I ever knew that way and... It's really hurt me, like, emotionally to lose someone this way that was close to me. And it just, I feel that awareness needs to be raised for it and stuff. Yeah. Because there were, like, a few factors, you know, like, and awareness needs to be raised in the trades as well. Like, for yeah. builders and stuff, like, for mental health. All right, yeah, let's, let's get into that now. So, um, so yeah, last time around, uh, 10 years ago when you were 19, you were running for um, child cancer. This time you're running for, like, uh, mental health and... Yeah, so um, Mental Health Foundation of New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's cool. So you met um, Widamu when you were 19? Yes, just after the running the right. for New Zealand last time. Right. How, how did you guys meet? Um, so I was at a youth group leaders get-together in Tawa at... Howard Baptist, and it was a night we were just like playing volleyball and stuff. And like, I met him, like, he stood out from everyone. 
And I Did he, like, why did he stand out? <laughs> I don't know. He had a nice smile and he was like wearing a nice light blue shirt. And, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, it was a youth group thing. I wasn't like trying to find a boyfriend or anything. It wasn't intentional. But <clears throat> we, I met him there because like everyone was talking and everyone like meets each other and you get to know people and stuff. And he just stood out to me from everyone and... Um, we ended up hanging out a few times, went out uh, like quite a bit and um, went out like to Paikokotiki Beach one day and did this like, because there's a regional park out there, like we walked along the beach, we went up there and saw the sunset, it was really nice, um, but the hardest part was about that and I guess I want to bring it up as well, is Watamu actually lost his father from suicide as well, which was when he was seven, so... And like we were having like a close moment then. So how old was he at the time? Same as same age as you, like nineteen yes, ish. Yeah, because yeah, he's July. He was July. Okay. And I'm August, so like same age as me. Right. Um. So he was only nineteen at the time when he told me this, and five years later he was gone. But he kind of pushed me away, and I couldn't understand it because we got along really, really well, and I couldn't understand it at the time. And now looking back at it, I feel that there was some like bigger issues yeah. in that. A lot of people do that when they, um, yeah, when they're suffering depression, they sort of isolate. Yeah, yeah, so it was pretty sad. And then, so we like parted our ways. I was going to give up my running because I was running twenty four seven, so I didn't really have time for a boyfriend or anything. But I really liked him and like cared about him, so I was like, oh, I'll s- sort of place it back on my running so that I can spend some time with you, sort mm. of thing. But he was so nice that he knew that running was my life 24-7 and he wasn't going to take it, like he wasn't going to take that away from me. So we parted, but we stayed friends in the end and when I got this tattoo and he said that it's a cool tattoo. What does that say? It's on your right wrist. What does it say? So it says N-E-G-U with a heart, which is short for never, ever give up. And it's um, one of the acronyms that Jessie Joyce Rees made up when she was going through cancer herself. She was 14 mm. years old. She passed away, but before that, she was going around making joy jars for other little kids that were had cancer to make them happy when they were going through their treatment and stuff. So it was kind of like a, I wanted to get a tattoo that had a real purpose behind it and mm. it supports the run that I did. Just I figured that it would also be a good thing if I'm doing a race and things get tough to look at. And believe it or not, this is like one of the, since getting it, it's pretty much one of the like first races or anything that I've done so I and I feel like there's going to be challenging times where I'm going to need this I've got that uh, as a magnet on my fridge it's, oh, a, it's a quote from Winston Churchill yeah oh, never ever yeah. give up yeah How about that's that? a good one yeah yeah I definitely didn't see it coming like I found out over Facebook and I was in a lot of shock I, oh that's how you found out I yeah I found out over Facebook because um <laughs> I like obviously posts were shared that had passed away and I was like so that was how I found out um yeah was in a lot of shock um went just before I biked around New Zealand the well yeah this was we by the way we haven't even brought this up so you biked around New Zealand that's something you've done after the run at 19 
So about five years ago, two thousand and seventeen. It was yeah. just um, yeah. So it, it how many days did that you like? You didn't do seventy-five days. Yeah, because a lot of people are probably thinking, "Well, wait, you're gonna you're gonna run the length of the country in eighteen days, but you biked on seventy-five. No, you didn't do like State Highway One. You no, you, like, I did, biked the I did, outline of the country. I did like nearly three times what I'm right. running. Like so, I did like six thousand plus k. Right. So you saw parts of the country that no one would ever see. Yeah. 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 And just before I did the bike, the guy that I was seeing. One of his friends took his life, and it was over a girl. And I was as support went to the funeral and stuff. And I went from saying, "I'll mention his name because I won't mention his last name." I went from saying Jamie, be this happy as person to struggling, like well, not struggling, but you know, like. And I understand that feeling now because I didn't understand it on a level until it happened to me losing Watermo that. Mm. When you lose someone this way, it's different to losing someone from them passing away in another way. Oh, of course it is. I'm not sure who who said this quote in the first place, but it's a quote I really like. It it talks about how um, when someone takes their own life, their their pain stops, but it doesn't end. It just gets transferred to everyone around them who loves them. I love that. It's so true, isn't it? Yeah. It fucking hurts. It hurts so much. Yeah. I now understand the pain that people feel when they lose someone this way. you know, like yes, it's something like 108, 108 people on average. If you someone that takes their own life, that's how many other lives are impacted by mm. their loss. That's what they say on average. Mm. And, and I, I think it's probably true. Yeah, and I think it's so hard as well because I mean, he lost his dad that way, and then now he's gone and done it. But I think yeah. What about what about his mum? Yeah, I'm good, I'm friends with the mum. Like I talk to her on a regular basis. How and do stuff, you cope with that? Like losing your husband so that sad. way, and then losing your son. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's ruthless. Like ruthless isn't the right word to say it, but I really do feel for her. I really do. You're right, mate. We're He's doing a, his head, shoulders, knees, and toes. We're trying to have a serious conversation here. We, yeah. <laughs> by the way, uh, we just had a pause before you had to change a nappy. I, I thought there was a, a funny smell and. You, you, If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You and I are sitting on chairs. We're separated by a coffee table here. He was under there taking a dump. (laughs) We were talking about you were running the length of the country and he was having a poo under my coffee table. <laughs> they Life do say of a toddler. Unbelievable. You're good at blocking the noise out. I'm finding it hard to concentrate. Yeah. I guess you get used to it. So was was Widamu like was he a good communicator? Like was he good at talking to his friends? Like um, I, I feel like that's a thing had... a lot of guys like they're just not good at talking about this stuff and it's I'm all, I'm, I'm thinking from personal experience here from yeah, you know, friends that I've lost and the 
so afraid to initiate that conversation and have serious conversations with people to say, fuck, man, I'm not doing well, that the easier option is to take their own life. Yeah, well, I think there were a few factors, and I'll say this, and I mean, it may not be the best thing to say, um, he actually took his life at work. Yeah, there's got to be, I mean, mental health is it's such a big thing, and it's so hard to understand, mm. isn't it? But we we do need more conversations about, um, I suppose, like teaching uh, like resilience and toughness, because... Mm. Throughout life, we're all, we're all going to face some shit storms, and it's um, we we just need to be tougher than that, and know that these um, tough situations will pass. Yeah, this run itself is going to probably make it make me really aware that he's really gone. And, but you know, like I still feel his presence and stuff. So I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's mm. a tough. It's a tough thing for sure. It's nice, and with um, you know, running with um, someone like that in your mind, uh, there are going to be. Your dark times during this run, without a doubt, mm-hmm. probably starting on day one. Yeah, and, I know. <laughs> and it won't be just like like fleeting dark periods. There's going to be like days, perhaps, yeah. that are just dark. Um, but if you're running for something like that, then um, I think it, it's not going to make it easier. Um, but it'll it'll help keep keep you in the game. The pain that I go through is going to be temporary. The pain of losing someone this way, mm. you, the pain is forever, mm. and especially like if you were close. With them. I feel like that's a, a similar thing with, with suicide. Very, very permanent solution to a temporary problem. Like whatever mm. you had going on, it's always going to pass. You just need to hang in there, hang in the game. Brax, careful. It's not Sorry, a real he's apple. just been banging around my decorative apple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he's God. brought them the Hamid oh, Ali book in. All right. Oh, God, now he's going back into my lounge. <laughs> um, okay, so... Thursday, September 1, 2022, 4am. That's, yeah. when, that's when you start. So you're at Cape Reinga at the top of the North Island. So we're going to stay in Pukenoe the night, so we'll get up at 3am and travel to the Cape. Okay. Yeah, Pukenoe is sponsoring us accommodation, yeah. Who's, who's, who's we? Who's, um, who's in your support crew? So in the support... What's it? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Out oh yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, so you're starting four a.m. Um, Thursday morning, September one, twenty twenty-two. I'm just saying that because I'm not sure when people will listen to yep. this. So pitch dark, Cape Reinga at the top of the the tip of the North Island of New Zealand. So it's you. Who, who's in your camper van? Um, so we will have um, Jessie and her little daughter Charlotte, as well as Brax. So there's going to be two toddlers. Oh, who's Jessie? Is she a friend of yours? Yeah, she's yeah. a friend of mine from Auckland. So. Yeah, she's coming the whole way and Brilliant. being a mum on board that's going to help and the kids having each other to bounce off rather than it just being Brax is going to really help a lot as well. Um, we will have also three other support crew members which are coming up. Oh, no, actually four. So Andrea, who used to be my neighbour in Samuel Bay, she's going to come up and support us with her ute from... Kate Ranger down to Taupo, mm-hmm. and we will also have Shannon and her partner, Ellen from Whangarei, who are going to come up and support us, and they're going to bring their car up as well, So, and, their da- and her dad's going to come up and help drive the motor home to Hamilton, and yeah, and then we've got more crew joining on at Auckland and Hamilton. Jeez, it's so quite a convoy. It's quite a, yeah, it's going to be. Okay, so so Thursday morning, you, you wake up what time, and what do you eat? Um... I'm going to wake up, have to wake up before 3 a.m. because we have to be on the road by then. Want 20% discount on the best earplugs for exercise? 
Ultro earplugs go in your ears and stay in there. Go to ultraaudio.com, that's U-L-T-R-O, and use the discount code DOM20. That'll save you around $35. That's ultraaudio.com, U-L-T-R-O, and the discount code DOM20. Jeez, it's a, it's a daunting thought, eh? Because it's like once, once you start... It, you you just know you're going to be in, in a state of sleep deprivation and pain and, until until it ends. Yeah, pretty much. Until it ends, it's like that. That whew, yeah, it is. that's a terrifying thought. I I feel like vomiting just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it is pretty challenging. I mean, I don't think I'm going to be able to eat a solid breakfast at four in the morning. So I have a feeling I might just eat like a bar or something, and then. I feel like the, the, the breakfast that morning won't matter. Like You're always going to be in a calorie deficit, aren't you, yeah. as soon as you start? Yeah. Let's when I on. first get up, I'll probably just have a banana or a bar or something because it's going to be so early in the morning and chances are I'll probably be half asleep as well. Mm. Um, and then I will do my first day's run, which is an average of between 35 and 40K. Um, yeah, I feel like that's um that's an interesting way to go about it. So you, you break it down into three... Like manageable chunks, and yes. I say I say manageable in air commas because yeah. it's they're all bloody long runs. Yeah. So yeah, so you get that first run done, which is like what, like say thirty k, thirty forty k, and then okay. so like, but I mean, I can have I can do it in like ten k lots or whatever. Just get that first lot done, then I'll have a solid break for like an hour or so, so that we can upload everything to like the hard drive and stuff because everything's got to be tracked and stuff. Um, oh, forgive us. Yeah, yeah, so that's pretty full on. And then... Yeah, I'll there's do- a lot. Are you going to be able to just focus on the run or do you have to like worry about a lot of the uh, logistics behind the scenes? Well, the good thing is I don't need to worry too much about Brax while I'm out running now because I've got a good support crew behind me that can yes. help with him. So that takes a huge weight off my shoulders because even if I end up having to do some of the like log booking or stuff myself at least I know I can just focus on myself so I really appreciate having my friend that that's a mum because it's just gonna mean that I can just try and focus on the run as much as I can mm, yeah, because ideally in those in those breaks in between runs you'd, you want to be lying down right yeah having a, <laughs> yes. I feel like you're not necessarily going to be doing that um well I mean I should get the chance to because we've got like at least we'll have at least three to four adults um on the support crew at all times so there is a chance that I will be able to just relax, like, you know, and eat and yeah. refill. Because um, I feel like if, if you are to do this, you, you, you need to be as selfish as what you're able to be. Yeah, I'm not, I try not to be selfish, but I guess oh, in this sense I have, well, yeah. in this sense I have to be, and in the, in the sense that I have to listen to my body, and that's what I had to do last time, even though, like, crazy people turned up on the support group. I have to listen to me, my body's going to, Within reason, like if my body tells me, oh, it's getting tough, I'm not going to give up. But what I'm meaning is I have to listen to my body, eat when my body needs to, drink when I need to, have a break. Like say if I get too tired, like it happened last time, and if I get, well, I will get tired, but if I need a little power nap just to be able to get back on the road and go again safely, I'll do it Mm. this within reason. Like I'm not going to just do that all the time. I'm just saying I need to listen to me. If the support crew can't understand that, I, it's just what it is. Like yeah. at the end of the day, you actually have to listen to your body, and that's what got me through last time. That's why I managed to get from A to B despite all the stresses in between because I actually was listening, trying to listen to what my body was saying that I needed to do. You know. Yeah. But I did run it off KFC last time. 
<laughs> Were they a sponsor or just a? They, yeah, they did sponsor a bit yeah, of it. Yeah. yeah, and not so not so guilty pleasure. I mean, there's there's you can eat whatever the hell you want, and you well, you're never going to have enough calories on, on yeah. board. And that's the thing. And I mean, at the end of the running day, there's no way I want to sit down and like stand up and cook. Like I just won't have the energy, you know. Like and yeah, so I mean. Yeah, also, going back to what I said before, you need to be as selfish as possible. Yeah. You can't be, yeah. So, okay, so so every day is going to pretty much look the same. Yeah. So, similar sort of wake-up time, like 4 a.m. each day, yeah, start? Yeah, every time okay. I, I mean to wake up at 4 a.m., yeah. As a rule of thumb, every day, wake up 4 a.m., 30K run, hour break, back out for another run. Yeah. So Similar sort of distance. Yeah, similar sort of distance, and then, and then again. Okay, so, so the first run each day will take you how long? I'm estimating at least, like, I'm allowing myself an hour for each 10K, but I probably won't six minute K. It'll probably get even slower than that, though, won't it? Well, I don't even know if it'll even get slower than that because I run five-minute Ks with bricks in the pram, and that's pushing 30 kgs. Like, okay, it's not for that amount of time, but when I don't take bricks in the pram, I run 10, 15 minutes faster. So you're looking at that. I'm just estimating that worst-case scenario, I'll be running six-minute Ks. Well, like, well... Uh, I mean, I might be running. For, I mean, it's got to get slower than that as the days go yeah, on. Yeah. So, well, well, we'll see how it goes. Eh? Like, yeah. I mean, I'm just going to sort of take it as it goes. I'm not too much under pressure as long as I get that distance covered each day. So, my shortest day is the last day, which is 41k, which I have to cover in the first nine hours of the day. But I mean, other than that, my distances are mainly between 100 and 100, and I think my Biggest days like 135k or something, but mainly they're just like Ooh. between 120. Oh, that's so many k's. Yep, they are such big days. But that's why I've split it up. Whereas, yeah. like last time, I ran straight. Like I'd get up in the morning and I'd just run all day. But I don't want to do that because I feel that it's more manageable and sensible if I'm actually taking a break and actually refueling properly. And I'm actually going, look, I'm going to go from here to here. And it's also like mentally more able to prepare better for it, whereas like because it's in free runs rather yeah. than just slogging along all day and then just not being more productive, you know? Yeah, I'm I'm just thinking out loud here, and I've, I've I've got no doubt that you've put a lot of thought into this, and you've thought about all sorts of different ways of achieving this goal. But did you think of doing like one run every eight hours? What I mean is like. So say start at midnight, get the run done, have a break, then go again at eight a.m. Then when that's done, have a break, start again at four p.m. You know, then midnight, whatever it happens to be. Every, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you get the run done, and then whatever the break is between finishing the run and the eight-hour mark, that's rest time. Did you look at doing something like that? I had contemplated it, but then I sort of thought about it, the support crew being up at midnight, and I just <laughs> oh, very selfish. Yeah, yeah listen, you've got to be more so, selfish. No, yes, yeah, so I like thought about the whole thing, and also like. Now that there's a big support crew, which is great, like I definitely want the support, especially with kids on board and stuff. Um, we're not sleeping in the motorhome. Like the motorhome is going to be set up for the event, and we've got sponsored. I've already sorted out sponsor accommodation mm-hmm. for the whole trip, just about. So we're going to be getting out of the motorhome so that we can all shower and, like, you know, like not just be in the motorhome the whole time. Sure, like for the support yeah. crew. So I thought of it like the whole side of it, and I just like. I mean, yeah, so I'm estimated to start at 4am. I mean, I don't have to. Like, if I wake up and I'd be like, we want to leave, we, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just going to take it as it comes, I guess. But 4am is the latest I want to start because if I start 
later than that. It's is that, do you want to get that one done so that you're finished in time for breakfast? And yeah, is that the thinking? To, yeah, so I sort of thought about it like that, so that would be finished for breakfast, have a break, do another run, have lunch, do another run, and then have dinner, like, and then get some sleep and right. then go again. Right. Because I sort of thought that might be the best approach. Yeah, so run, run number three each day. What sort of time are you starting? Is that sort of like mid-afternoon, do you think? Um, well, so it'll depend. So if I do 4 to 8 a.m. and then I have an hour break, start at 9 a.m. again, that would be 9 till 1, and then start again at maybe like 2. Then I'm looking 2 to 6 or 2 to 7, and then... Yeah, so it'll be late afternoon. Right, right. And then we'll finish at a reasonable time because in the next day we've got to be up at four, so, you know. Right, because they're not huge. I mean, those one-hour one hour break between those big runs is not a lot, eh? I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a nice not. recovery time. Take your shoes off or whatever, freshen up. <laughs> but it's not a great rest, but then are you hoping you just get, like, a massive sleep each night? Well, yeah, and a, a chance to, like, have a proper shower and, like, recover better that way. Whereas, like, if I have those breaks during the day, I'm going to be all sweaty and gross anyway. So, yeah. like, you know, I, it's probably more productive to do it on that end. Because mm. you need that, you need that, I feel like an hour nap here and there is not going to help. But you need that actual, like, mm. chunk of sleep and refueling mm. and stuff. So I figured that was just a better way to approach it. Things might change on the run, but as I say, like, my, I mean... Yeah, things might change. We've got the flexibility that we can start earlier. Like, as I said, some of the days we're actually staying because of where the accommodation is and where the start point is, we're actually staying, like, going to have to drive half an hour, 40 minutes to get to where we are. So, realistically, we're already going to be up at 3am anyway. It's going to be a whole day thing just about anyway. Yeah, you can't afford to have a bad day, though. eh? One bad day would, would fuck the whole thing up, right? Pretty like you'd much. Be so, so under the pump. Well, yeah. So we've got, like, I um, planned for it to take 18 days, nine hours to break Siggy Burr's record. But when I organised my original plan, I think we've just worked out that if I make it there in time, it's actually going to be 17 days, nine hours, which is not necessarily, or it's under 17 days, nine hours, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because then that gives us an extra day up our Time up your sleeve in case anything goes anything wrong. anything really went wrong. Yeah. And then on top of that, we've got an extra two or three days regarding the Guinness World Record. So if I don't break Siggy Bear's record, it's not the end of the world, but... So, so, so you're saying if you don't break the men's record, you will still break the women's record? Yes. Yeah, right, gotcha. Like, so the main focus is to break the women's record, but I thought it would be a... Lovely thing to try and do in Wittemoo's memory to go and get the male record at the same time and make it more of a challenge rather than it just be what someone else has just gone and done. Oh, it will be a challenge. I mean, the, Either way, there's, it's going to be a challenge. There's, there's a reason that this record was set in 1975 and hasn't been broken since. Yeah. But if anyone can, I reckon you can. <laughs> Thanks for believing in me. Oh, no worries. No worries. I mean, you, like, you've, you've done it before. You've run the length of the country. You did it in, in 34 days. So you know what to expect. You're, like, you're not going into this blind. Mentally, I know you're strong enough, but what happens if physically something goes wrong, like you, you, you break a foot or something? I don't know. Will you better like block the pain out and keep on going, or will you be sensible? Like, what do you do? Well, that's the thing. Like, some people would expect me to stop because, well, I've got to think of my long term effects, and I think that if it was that bad, I wouldn't be silly enough to carry on as much as I want to. Like, the thing with the Guinness World Records as well is your time starts from when you start to when you finish, and I think there's only a certain amount of time frame that you can take in between that period, like. 
if something goes wrong. Yeah. So, so you've you've had the luxury of um, having the women's record for running the length of the country for like the last ten years. Yes. And that was broken in January this year by uh, Emma Timmis, who who smashed your record, right? Yeah. So it was thirty four days, and yeah. she took it down to twenty one days. Twenty one. Wow. Days. Yeah. Yeah. She's 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 um phenomenal. She did she did so well. Are, are, yeah. Is is it a competitive thing? Are, are, you, are you guys okay? Has she given you any? Any sort of like advice or tips or pointers, or is it sort of not like that? Uh, <laughs> I I don't want to say the wrong thing. Like I mean, they approved us both in the same year. Didn't tell us either of us. Neither of us were probably aware. Well, I suppose Guinness each. Guinness wouldn't though, would they? No, like, I they suppose wouldn't. It's a confidential thing. The, oh yeah, that's a valid point. Yeah. So she started running in. About a week into a run, someone told me that she was doing it and she was doing it for mental health. And at that point, I was sort of like, um, I was like, wow, this is like cool that she's doing it. And I was all supportive for what she was doing. I knew she was going to break my record. But like, I mean, I was all supportive for it. And I knew that I had my run coming up and that, um, but I, yeah, I was supportive for what she was doing. I did feel a bit bad because I was sort of like, oh, she's only just going and breaking that and then I'm going to have to set up. So my like my approach, I guess, was positive. Like I sent her messages and like was happy that she did it. You know, like it was it was hard as well, like losing my record that I'd held for 10 years. But at the same time, I knew that I've got another chance this year. But I mean, she did amazing and I like, I know she did absolutely incredible and she set the bar real high for me and I'm like... I'm proud of her. She's done real well, and she's, as I say, she set the bar high for me to go and try and break that record. But obviously, because I've applied to Guinness World Records, been approved, now her record is the record I have to break. It just is what it is. But she set the bar high, challenged me even more, which is awesome because, as I say, I'm doing it for a good cause. So I'm sitting here from my position having never done anything of any note in my life. Um, I think, like... Record or not, it's still an amazing thing that you've both... It's an amazing thing that you did 10 years ago. It's an amazing thing you're doing now. It's an amazing thing she did. Yeah. yeah you guys should... I feel like you should be closer than what you are. Like, uh, I mean, yeah, it's and, crazy. And it's I crazy was, what, what you've done and what you're attempting to get again. It's crazy what she's done. And I wish it could be that way because, I mean, like... Seems, it seems, I, seems like it's frosty between yeah. you two. I'm picking up on a vibe here. <laughs> yeah, what you've done already is remarkable. And what she's done remarkable. Like running running well. over 100 k's a day for what, how many days? 20... She did it in 20-something. Yeah, yeah, she's it's fucking yeah, nuts. <laughs> you're, you're both absolute she's, weapons. Yeah. yeah. Records aside, I mean, mm. you, you, no, no one can ever take away your personal achievements. Exactly. Regardless yeah. of what's in the record books. All right, Um. so if people want to su- support you or follow you or get in behind... Uh, what can they do? They can go to the Run NZ for Mental Health page on Facebook. Or Is that what it's called, the page? Yes, it's just Run NZ for Mental Health. Okay. And then there's the Instagram, which is NZ Run 2022. And then there's a Give a Little page. I think if you search Run NZ for Mental Health, it'll come up as well. What's the goal in terms of, like, is it mainly, do you want to raise money or is it mainly like awareness and conversation starting? Mm. What is it? So I guess my focus for it is that I want to raise as much awareness as I can because then people are more likely to donate. Like, it would be great if we raise some good money for the cause because I feel like there needs to be more support, like more counselling, more people out there that can help people when they're going through these tough times. So the donations definitely help as well. We've managed to get most of the events sponsored so that majority of the money like goes straight towards the cause. Over two grand's already been raised for the cause specifically mm. on the give a little. But yeah, if anyone wants to donate even just a few dollars, every bit helps. Um 
and yeah, as I say, the main thing that I want to do is run, raise awareness for it so that hopefully when people are going through tough times that there's some support because I feel like, you know, like when you're going through a tough time, like there needs to be more counselling available for people and stuff in New Zealand. If you're not in a position to give any money, I would suggest is this. Be kind, always be kind. Yeah, be kind. And um, also, um, and this is uh, probably particularly to the guys because I think guys really struggle with this. Yeah, be more be more open and honest and vulnerable with your friends and then they'll be more open and honest and vulnerable back to you. Yeah, and, and check in with people. Yeah, and, absolutely, know. absolutely. And if your friend says, yeah, no, nah, I'm all good. Ask them again, no, how are you today, really? And they, they may be reluctant to tell you, but if you tell them some shit that you've got going on in your life first, then they'll know that it's a safe space and they can share more with you. I don't know. There's no one-size-fix-all, and no one, yeah. no one knows all the answers, but um, it's good that you're getting out there and yeah. doing this, doing this for yourself and for a great yeah. cause. And for the challenge, I feel like, yeah, it's getting a heap of awareness for the cause, hopefully, and that's the main thing. I feel like even if there was a counsellor on every fucking corner <laughs> that was available yeah. for free, there's still a lot of guys in New Zealand that would rather yeah. just bottle it up and think, oh, 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 oh I'm just going to take my own life. That's a better option than talking to someone about it. Yeah, that's um, the thing. Eh? That's the, the hard thing about that's it. That's the thing. It's men's mental health as well needs to be addressed, and in the trades as well, because... Like, I was even talking to the guy at Placemakers, and it, there's a number of tradies that take their life a year as well. well I, I had um, a, a farmer on, a guy called um, Kane Briscoe. He's just re- recently wrote a book. He runs a thing called FarmFit. He told me that um, tradies have now passed the farmers as um, as the you know, the worst occupational mental health in the country. Yeah, yeah well, Whittemo so was a builder as well, so I believe that. All right, Victoria Taylor, thank you very much for your time. And best of luck for what you're undertaking. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm so eager to follow your progress. Who knows if it's possible or not? I guess we'll find out. But um, well, I, well, even I'll find out because yeah. I'm putting myself out there. Like I'm putting myself in a position where, like, I'm not saying I'm not going to achieve it, but I'm taking a risk. Oh, a I, risk. I applaud you for giving it a go, yeah. and uh, that, that's the thing. I think the more terrifying a goal is, and the more chance there is a failure, the more worthwhile it is. Yeah. And good on you sure. for doing it. Hey, lovely to meet you and yeah. Brax. Say hi, Brax. Say hi. You want to talk into the microphone? Look, look, look. Talk into the microphone. Say hello. Hello. Say, so, Mummy's going to run New Zealand. Run faster. Say it. Run faster. <laughs> yes. Now I'm going to um, turn my podcast equipment off and go into the lounge and inspect the damage. Is it going to look like a tornado's been through there? What are you? Yep. Oh, God. All right. Hey, thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Hey, thanks for making it all the way through this episode of Runners Only with Dom Harvey. Really hope you enjoyed it. At the risk of sounding like a scratchy record, a couple of, I don't know, admin housekeeping things as I do at the end of all these things. If you do like it and you can think of someone that might like it as well, please let them know. Word of mouth is the most powerful form of marketing. Another really effective way is um, sharing it on your social media channels. That's really helpful as well. Also, wherever you get your podcasts from, Spotify, Apple, whatever, please give it a rating if you like it, or even a review. One other thing, if you're in business and you want to advertise, this podcast is growing at rates bigger than what I ever anticipated, considering we are only like five or six months into the journey. We're currently averaging about 15,000 downloads a week, or 60,000 a month, and I'm looking for sponsors and advertisers to jump on board. If that sounds like you, or your business, let's get talking. You can email me at domharveynz at gmail.com. I'm not going to lie, a lot of work goes into this, probably more work than what I anticipated. Like the amount of hours that have gone into it so far this year would put me well below minimum wage in terms of the money I've made back. It's, I mean, it's not about that, but ultimately, if I can make enough money off this, I can reinvest, 
get the camera quality better, get some stuff on YouTube and hopefully make this a job. I'm really passionate about what I'm doing and these conversations I'm having with amazing New Zealanders. So I really, really want to make this work. So if you can help in any way, if you're a business owner or you can think of a business that could benefit by being on this podcast, please, let's get talking. DomHarveyNZ at gmail.com or message me on Instagram, DomHarveyNZ. All right, thanks very much. Hope to see you next week. Want 20% discount on the best earplugs for exercise? Ultra earplugs go in your ears and stay in there. Go to ultraaudio.com, that's U-L-T-R-O, and use the discount code DOM20. That'll save you around $35. That's ultraaudio.com, U-L-T-R-O, and the discount code DOM20. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.